Hello and uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the session on shifting tape backups to AWS to save your time and money. My name is uh, Bhavan Patel. I'm a product manager with the AWS Storage Gateway Service. And I'm also joined by two other presenters in this session. I'm thrilled to have a customer on stage with me all the way from Ireland, uh, specifically Paul Walsh is here from Ryanair to tell you a great story on their tape gateway adoption and what benefits they have seen from using tape gateway. And I'm also joined by my product manager colleague, Rob Zarnaki from the Amazon S3 team to tell you about the benefits of using S3 storage for your backups and archives. So are you a backup or storage administrator and are tired of dealing with physical tapes and physical tape infrastructure, would you like to reduce your costs for offsite storage? And are you being asked to protect more and more data, but at the same time don't have equivalent spending budget? If so, you have come to the right session. In this session, we'll show how you can overcome the challenges that are listed here and help you focus on value-added business activities for your business instead of spending time on undifferentiated lifting of using physical tapes for backups and archives. Before I get started, let me take a quick poll of the audience to understand how many people here have heard of Storage Gateway and Tape Gateway? A few hands. How many people are actually using it? A couple of hands there. And how many have plans to use it? Okay. Sounds like... <laughs> That's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have a packed agenda for today. I will quickly go through what is Storage Gateway, talk about the three different types of gateways, talk about Ape Gateway at a high level and discuss what its benefits are, and then I'll hand it over to Paul Walsh from Ryanair to walk through on how they are using Tape Gateway. Then I'll do a deep dive into Tape Gateway, how it works, how does backup work, how does restore work, what are some of the new features we have launched this year. And then I'll hand it over to Rob to talk about using S3 storage for your backups and archives and how it pertains to Tape Gateway. And then I'll do a demo and closing at the end. And then we'll do Q&A at the end as well. So before I get start with Tape Gateway, I think it will be important for me to first set context on what is Storage Gateway. So AWS Storage Gateway is a hybrid cloud storage service from AWS that provides on-premises access to virtually unlimited cloud storage. And there are two components to the service. One is the gateway that you see here on the left-hand side of your screen. And the gateway typically runs in your data center on a virtual machine or a hardware appliance. And it provides you cloud-backed file storage or block storage or virtual tape storage, such that you don't have to rewrite or refactor your applications and can still use AWS storage at the same time. And then the gateway connects to the storage service that runs in the cloud, the picture on the right-hand side. Storage Gateway brings the security, manageability, durability, and scalability of AWS to your on-premises environments by integrating with not only the storage services that are listed here, but other services that are necessary for storage management, such as identity access and management for securing access to your service, your resources, KMS, to allow you to encrypt your data at rest in cloud using your own keys. CloudWatch for monitoring gateways, and CloudTrail for auditing and logging. And we see customers use Storage Gateway for three use cases. The first is where they want to move their on-premises backups and archives to cloud. The second one is where they want to reduce on-premises storage footprint and provide cloud-backed file shares to their end users and applications. And then the third one is where they want to provide on-premises applications low latency access to data that's in AWS. So we have a repeat session on Storage Gateway tomorrow, 
morning. If you are interested in learning more about Storage Gateway, I would encourage you to go sit in that session. So there are three different types of gateways within the Storage Gateway family. The first one is File Gateway, which allows you to store and retrieve your Amazon S3 objects using traditional file protocols such as NFS or SMB. So you have access to your files not only on-premises, but also in cloud as S3 objects. The second one is Tape Gateway, which is the main subject of our discussion today, which allows you to replace your physical tape infrastructure with a virtual tape library that's presented from the tape gateway. And lastly, there is the volume gateway, which provides block storage to your applications on-premises. And it, it is integrated with AWS backup, so you can schedule point-in-time backups of your volumes. And it's also integrated with EBS, so you can snapshot your copies and store them in EBS. All the three gateway types that I presented in the previous session are suitable for your backups and archives. The very first one here is File Gateway. So we see customers utilize File Gateway to backup their on-premises SQL Server or Oracle databases to cloud. They can restore the database log files either in cloud or on-premises using File Gateway. The second one is Tape Gateway. Again, it provides you access to your data in AWS as virtual tapes. And lastly, the volume gateway, it provides block storage LUNs. So if you have applications that need block storage for backup, then you can utilize volume gateway for that. So what is tape gateway? So tape gateway emulates a physical tape library and it provides you virtual tape drives, a single virtual media changer, and virtual tapes to your backup application. And Tape Gateway is backed by Amazon S3 storage, so if you have backups that you will back up to AWS using Tape Gateway, you can store them in S3. You have the ability to then tear those backups off to low-cost storage classes such as Amazon S3 Glacier and S3 Glacier Deep Archive as well. And we see customers utilize Tape Gateway for two use cases that are a bit nuanced. The first one is backup, where they utilize Tape Gateway directly as the storage target from their backup application. And then the second one is archive to cloud, which is where they're backing up from their backup application to an on-premises disk-based storage system, and then as data ages out, they essentially tier those backups using tape copy function in the backup application to AWS through the tape gateway. So what are the benefits of using tape gateway? And there are like four classes or categories of benefits, and I would like to go into each of these next. So Tape Gateway provides a drop-in replacement to your physical tape infrastructure, so you don't have to manage, support, scale, and maintain your physical tape infrastructure. It seamlessly integrates with your backup, existing backup applications, so you don't even have to change your backup workflows. It offers significantly lower TCO than physical tape-based backups, as my colleague Rob is going to show you an example later on in this presentation. And then Tape Gateway scales seamlessly as your business demands grow for more storage. It provides you a pay-as-you-go pricing model compared to traditional CapEx-based licensing model that you may be used to. The second class of benefits, it, it allows easy management. So as I mentioned earlier, there is no change to your backup process, backup workflow, all you have to do is simply point your backup application to use the virtual tape library instead of pointing it to the physical tape library that you may be doing today. With Tape Gateway, you only manage virtual tapes and gateway. So while data is stored in S3, S3 Glacier, or S3 Glacier Deep Archive, you don't need to manage 
your own buckets. You don't need to create those buckets. You don't need to set lifecycle policies on those buckets. All of that is done for you by the storage gateway service. So it just makes it easy for you to start getting use, uh, start using cloud storage for your needs. The gateway gets managed and updated centrally from AWS. So your gate will appear, will appear in your management console and you can upgrade from the AWS console as well. And lastly, there are multiple options for you to deploy your tape gateway on, and I'll discuss in the upcoming slides what are those options. The third category of benefit is around like security and compliance. So tape gateway provides several security and compliance measures that are needed by our customers operating in different industries. When you archive, your tapes from S3 to S3 Glacier or S3 Glacier Deep Archive, your tapes are marked as read only. So that way, if you need to retrieve a tape for restore purposes, you can be sure that no one can accidentally overwrite those tapes. So in a way, Tape Gateway provides warm storage, write once read many storage. Data is encrypted on, on wire, meaning the gateway that runs in your data center and the service to which it connects in the cloud, data transfer between those two endpoints are encrypted using TLS. Your data at rest in cloud is encrypted by default using S3 server-side encryption, or you also have the option to use your own keys to encrypt your virtual tapes. And lastly, tape gateways, HIPAA eligible, PCI, SOC, and ISO compliant for our customers who operate in regulatory industries such as healthcare or financial services. In the fourth category of benefit, it helps to optimize performance. So Tape Gateway provides local caching for faster backup and recovery times. It also compresses data prior to synchronizing data from Gateway to the cloud. Now, it depends on what all happens upstream to the tape gateway, whether the backup application is compressing the data or not. But if data is not getting compressed, we typically see a two is to one compression ratio. And lastly, with respect to retrieval, you control your own destiny when it comes to retrieving tapes. So rather than you having to put in a special request to your offsite vendor or your other facility to fetch the tape, you can just go into Storage Gateway Console where you will have all the list of tapes. You can click on the tape and retrieve it, and you can monitor its progress as well. So we have individual customers who back up tens of terabytes of data per gateway to AWS on a daily basis. And many customers have also accumulated petabytes of data in their archives. Customers are seeing real economic benefit of using Tape Gateway and the lowest cost cloud storage, which is S3 Glacier Deep Archive, that only costs a dollar per terabyte per month. So here's a very powerful quote from one of our existing Tape Gateway customers. Using Tape Gateway, they have switched off their physical tape infrastructure and are no longer paying support for it. So here's a list of all the backup vendors who we have integrated with. The chances are you're using one of these backups apps already, and all you have to do to use Tape Gateway is swing the backup app to the virtual tape library presented from the Tape Gateway instead of the physical tape library. So we are constantly listening to our customers and rolling out features that they demand the most. And here is a list of all the features that we have added to Tape Gateway since last reInvent. We've added more deployment options for you, made Tape Gateway available in more regions, integrated Tape Gateway with the lowest cost cloud storage, S3 Glacier Deep Archive, and added several new features recently, as lately as November 20th. And I'll go into detail in each of them in the deep dive section. 
With that being said, let me hand it over to Paul from Ryanair to talk to you on how they use Tape Gateway, what are the benefits that they have seen. Paul is a senior system administrator with Ryanair and in charge of backup and recovery of the critical systems. Thanks. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, thanks for coming out tonight. Uh, my name is Paul Walsh, and I'm a senior systems engineer for Ryanair. And I'm just going to take uh, five or ten minutes just to run through our migrate from physical tape to tape gateway and VTL, uh, which we did just over a year ago. Does anybody actually know who Ryanair is? No, a few people? Yeah, good. If you're in Europe, I suppose everybody would know. Um, Ryanair is the uh, number one international airline in the world uh, by passenger number. As you can see, we do about 2,400 flights uh, per day, uh, operate out of 239 airports and uh, over 2,100 routes and 153 million customers a year, heading to 200 million uh, in the next five years. Um, I'm part of actually Ryanair Labs, which provides IT services to Ryanair. There is approximately 500 people in the department, and that includes developers, BI, um, DBAs, and uh, my team then is 71 people in support, and uh, we are responsible for uh, all of the ESX hypervisor hosts, um, storage systems, uh, networking uh, switches, and everything, everything related to storage and uh, VMware. And uh, we're also responsible for backup and archiving of all Ryanair systems. And I suppose like every company, the uh, one or some of the major problems you come across is every year is growing data volumes and uh, the need to manage these, this data growth within a reasonable budget. And as everybody knows, uh, everybody wants to keep all their data forever and never get rid of it, which is not really feasible, but that's what happens. Um, and this is just a, a snapshot of our what we did for backups before we moved to Tape Gateway. Um, this solution covers all of our head office backups, which include multiple critical flight systems for the airline, which the airline can't uh, function without. Uh, you can see here that uh, every day we do 28 or we do 28 copies on disk, uh, which we keep, uh, which change daily. Uh, every day, these um, backups are replicated to our DR site, so we have a copy of all those backups in Dior as well as in HQ on disk, available for immediate restore. And <clears throat> we then did monthly backups to physical tape and shipped them off-site. And these are the challenges that we had when we were using physical tapes. The first one is the primary reason why we changed to Tape Gateway and away from physical tapes is CRC errors and tape damage, invisible tape damage. The tape looks good, but you're on tape nine of your restore and suddenly it fails. And uh, these could be tapes you have restored from previously. You recall them, you send them back off site, you recall them back, you send them back off site again, and eventually possibly to get damaged in transit or by uh, an engineer who's not taking care of them. Um, so this was the main reason that we switched from physical to uh, VTL. Uh, then obviously the, the standard um, challenges that you come across with physical tape is buying in new tapes monthly, waiting for them to get shipped in, sticking the labels onto them, uh, unloading and loading your tape libraries, cleaning drives, uh, library maintenance, firmware updates, shipping, shipping tapes off-site, arranging for someone to come in and collect those tapes, and then of course calling the company, retrieving the tapes, waiting for them to arrive, loading the tapes up in the tape library, doing the restore, and then having to send them back off-site again when you're finished. Um, we looked at a number of different options uh, before we decided to go to Tape Gateway. Uh, the first one was to keep using tapes and change to the latest technology, go to LTO8, and then because we still have years of tapes, uh, change to Tape Library as a service for some of our older backups, uh, and not keep those tape drives live in head office. Um, but they would give us the same challenges that we have currently. We'd still have 
tapes failing, tapes getting damaged, uh, having to deal with external companies sending tapes off-site, bringing them on-site, buying tapes in monthly. Uh, so another option we looked at was uh, deduping devices and actually doing uh, backups to disk and keeping them on disks. And of course, one of the major problems with deduping devices is they're extremely expensive. Um, in order to have our data in three locations, we would have had to open up a, a third data center, um, which is obviously an extra cost. We couldn't keep uh, backups in HQ and then two copies in Dior because we don't have our data in three places. It's not safe. And then the other option is just using, which is slightly cheaper than deduplication, is uh, backup to disk, just using standard disk backups with no deduplication or anything like that. But again, you have the problems you have to have a third data center and you're constantly buying in new disk shelves. You have disk failures to deal with and all the usual stuff around uh, uh, dealing with, with hard drives. Then we turn to AWS. So moving to Tape Gateway, uh, why did we do it? Well, our two backup products that we use are Veeam and Data Protect. Both of them support uh, Tape Gateway out of the box. Uh, both companies provide extremely easy to use guides. They're only three or four pages long. It takes no more than 25 minutes to deploy a gateway and attach it to your environment and you can straight away start backing up to the gateway. And once you've done that, you no longer have to buy in tapes every month. Uh, there's no more tape maintenance to be done, no more firmware updates, no more cleaning tapes, um, no more shipping tapes off-site, no more worrying about CRC errors. Once the backup is done, you know it's safe, it's stored off-site already, and there's no actual physical movement of tapes uh, around. And of course, it's pay-as-you-go because you get billed monthly rather than paying upfront uh, for uh, new tape drives and tape libraries and all that kind of stuff. So this is what we do now. Uh, nothing has changed. We still do daily backups, keeping 28 copies on disk. We still replicate those uh, backups to Dior every day just to, just to be safe. And the last line is the only thing that changed is now the tape jobs point at the, the VTL provided by the tape gateway instead of at our old tape uh, drives. And that change is as simple as going into the job, right-clicking on the job, clicking edit, going down to the tape drive tab, picking the new tape drive, and clicking OK, and it's done. We didn't have to change any uh, times or schedules or backup schedules. The next time the backup job ran, it ran to AWS, and the tapes uh, appeared in the console as used, and we just kept going from there. So this is what it looks like now. We have our, uh, same, as the, same as the previous slide, we have our Veeam and uh, Data Protect running. We uh, back up the disk in head office. We replicate those to DR. And then step three is the tape jobs run and they get sent out to AWS and stored in S3 and then eventually archived down into Glacier Deep Archive. And of course with this option now we have tape gateways also in DR. And when we want to restore we can simply mount the tape in either head office or DR and restore to either side uh, without having to leave our desks, which obviously frees up a lot of uh, engineer time. And this is just a, a very quick example of our, of our backup times. Uh, you can see the, the top one there is, took 28 minutes. It was a physical backup to LTO7. And the bottom one took 25 minutes and it was a tape backup. The exact, the exact same job run one week later uh, same size, you can see everything, and it was three minutes quicker. So just to summarize then, the challenges that we had was CRC errors, and if we stuck with physical tape, we had that risk ongoing, changed to AWS, and no more risk of that with the 11.9's redundancy. The monthly purchase of tapes, uh, purchase orders waiting for delivery and all that stuff is gone. You'd simply go into the console, select create tapes, uh, pick your tape drive and just present the tapes and you're done. Go back into your tool and inventory library and the new tapes pop up. Uh, unloading and loading of tape libraries. Obviously there was no more requirement for engineers to run down to the comms room or run down to reception to meet, to meet a delivery guy. Um, it's all done automatically now. At the end of the job the tape is ejected. It's stored in uh, Amazon or AWS and uh, we can recall it from, without leaving our desks. Cleaning of drives, that's gone, no, not, no longer required. 
library maintenance firmware updates for replacing faulty parts. That's not done anymore. Uh, the software is automatically updated by uh, AWS um, with a window you pick just in the middle of the night or whatever, or sometime your tape drive is quiet. It automatically does the updates there, and um, it, it takes out that. Shipping of tapes off-site or to on-site, that's gone now. It's, as I said before, it's done directly from the console. And the cost, uh, no more ongoing purchases, no more support for tape libraries, uh, no more large spends on new hardware upgrades. And um, as you can see there at the bottom, uh, I did our sums uh, between this, uh, every backup this year and the same period last year, and it was 65% cheaper. So that's it. I'll hand you back over to Bavin now. Thank you, Paul. So next, let me go into deep dive on Tape Gateway, specifically how Tape Gateway works. What are some of the new features we have introduced recently? So how does backup work with Tape Gateway? So once you deploy the gateway on your premises, you will create virtual tapes on that gateway and you will present those virtual tapes over iSCSI to your backup application. The backup application will see 11 iSCSI targets that are presented from the gateway. One target is for the media changer, and then the other 10 targets are for the virtual tape drives. The gateway in turn connects to the storage service in, in, the, in the cloud. Now when you're backing up your data, you're essentially writing your data to the local cache on the gateway. You will have to allocate storage disks to the gateway VM. One part of the disk is called cache disk, which is where your incoming IO operations from the backup application are going, get committed and acknowledged back to the application. And then the other set of disks that you will allocate to the gateway VM is called upload buffer. That is where the data gets staged before it's being pushed to cloud. When you're writing backups from your backup application to the tape gateway, those backups are actually returned to gateway local cache, and those tapes are also in Amazon S3. Now let's say you're done with writing backups to those tapes, then what will happen is you will eject or export the media from the backup application. What happens next is sort of similar to you taking the physical tape out from your library and putting it on a shelf or you know, putting it on a truck to send it to your offsite warehousing vendor. So when you eject a tape from the backup application, Tape Gateway understands that SCSI protocol exchange that happens between the backup application at Tape Gateway. And it's an indication for the Tape Gateway to say, I'm done writing to this tape, and I'm going to mark this tape as read-only, and then move that tape from S3 to S3 Glacier or S3 Glacier Deep Archive, whichever tier you had specified when you created those tapes. <clears throat> so that's where your tapes will be archived to. Once your tapes are archived, they are no longer associated with any gateway, but they are always there in Amazon S3. So that's how the backup flow works. Next, let me walk you through how restore flow works for archived tapes through Tape Gateway. So if you have tapes archived and you want to restore data from those tapes, it's usually a two-step process. The first step is where you will go into your storage gateway console, identify the tape by its barcode, select the tape, and say retrieve the tape. The tape is typically retrieved within three to five hours if it's archived in S3 Glacier, and within 12 hours if tape is archived in S3 Glacier Deep Archive. The tape is retrieved from either of those two storage classes into the virtual tape library or into S3 first. Once the tape is retrieved into S3 or the virtual tape library, 
that's when you will have access to that tape and you can present it to the backup application for restore purposes. You can restore a tape to a gateway, any gateway. It doesn't have to be the same gateway from which you did the backup. It can be any gateway, and the gateway can run anywhere. It can be running on-premises, or you can also restore in cloud. So some customers have backup applications that they can mirror the, the metadata and the catalog and the index to, from on-prem to an EC2 instance in cloud. So if you have backup access to backup catalog there, then you can do a quick restore right within AWS itself. Next, let me walk you through some tape gateway configuration options and thresholds. Some are gateway specific, some are tape specific. So as I was mentioning earlier, for your gateway appliance, you need to allocate two pools of storage disks. One is called upload buffer, and then the other one is called cache, which is where your incoming data from application is committed and acknowledged back. The maximum cache size that you can have on the, ga on the gateway is 16 terabytes. Now, that does not mean you can only store 16 terabytes, right? Because the gateway is back-ended by unlimited and massively scalable S3 storage. So six, think, of it, think of the 16 terabytes as just local cache for your gateway, but it's, you can store however many tapes however much data you want to that tape gateway. With respect to the tape-specific parameters, you can assign 1,500 slots to a particular gateway. Now, this is 1,500 tapes that you can have simultaneously active on the gateway, but if a tape is archived, that is, you have ejected the tape or exported the tape from the backup application, that no longer counts against the 1500 number. As I was mentioning to you earlier, once the tape is archived, it's no longer associated with a gateway, but it's there in Amazon S3. And so this, any archived tapes that you have, they don't count against the 1500 number. There are multiple options to deploy tape gateway. So this is what I was mentioning earlier, that you have multiple deployment options. The first one here on the very right-hand side here, you see is like virtual machine. So you can deploy tape gateway in your data center on a VMware ESXi or a Microsoft Hyper-V virtual machine. And this is typically used by customers when they have VM infrastructure or they have the IT skill set to manage the VMs, and they have spare capacity available to run tape gateway on those VMs. But we also have the option to use hardware appliance. In many cases, what happens is customers don't have VM infrastructure in some sites, or some of our target customers, storage and backup administrators, they don't control access to virtual machine and the resources but they prefer to have a simplified out-of-the-box experience, so that's why we have the hardware appliance there. And then the option in the middle is you can also deploy tape gateway in EC2. That is, if you have your backup catalog available right there, right? It just helps to make restores faster. So with respect to the hardware appliance option that I described in the previous slide, we have a limited time incentive going on for hardware appliance right now, where the appliance price itself has been reduced by 22%. So you can purchase the appliance for $9,500. It is available in the US only. I mean, the offer itself is valid for US only. And then with respect to your AWS bill credits, you get up to 125 per appliance per month for the next 12 months. And this bill credit applies to data returned to AWS storage from your gateway line item. And this is valid only for all purchases that are made before December 31st. Next, let me walk you through some of the latest features that we introduced recently, fairly recently. 
So our customers ask us to run their applications uninterrupted to meet their internal SLAs. So before we launched this functionality, you had to run storage gateway or tape gateway in a standalone mode. But now we have integrated storage gateway with VMware's high availability capability, so we can recover from most service interruptions that are related to gateway in under 60 seconds. So this allows our customers to bring even more critical workloads to AWS through the storage gateway. Our customers also ask us to provide them more visibility into gateway metrics to optimize resources. So for gateway, we always had the capability to, for you to view metrics through CloudWatch. But what we have done recently, we have done several things. One is we have enabled gateway for CloudWatch logging. So when you create a new gateway, you can select a particular CloudWatch log group, which will then allow you to log gateway events and alert you if there are any issues. We have also added a couple of new metrics for you, such as CPU and memory consumption on the gateway. So you can optimize resources if you're running low on resources for the gateway. And lastly, we have, what we have done is we have also embedded CloudWatch metrics that are related to gateway right within Storage Gateway Console. As I was mentioning earlier, the gateway that you run on premises is managed by AWS. It gets automatically updated, but it gets updated in a maintenance window that you specify. So before we launched this functionality, we only had the capability for you to update your gateway on a weekly basis if a software update was delivered. But our customers wanted more granular control over when they can apply software updates to the gateway. So we have added the ability for you to update your gateway on a monthly schedule now instead of weekly. Weekly option is also there, but monthly is incremental or new for gateways. And lastly, our customers said, it's great that I can put all this data in cloud through tape gateway, but I want faster access to that data when I really need it. So what we have done is we have improved the ability for you to fetch data or fetch virtual tapes that are sitting in the virtual tape library in the cloud to your gateway by almost 3x. So you can fetch data at up to two gigabits per second speed to get faster access to data. So this here is the increased gateway visibility and insights feature that we added recently. So now you get like real-time visibility into gateways throughput, cache utilization, gateway access patterns using CloudWatch metrics. So the screenshot that you see here on your right-hand side is a screenshot of all the CloudWatch metrics that are available to you for your gateway right within the storage gateway console. And you can use this metrics, get alerted, and also you can use this metrics to fine-tune the performance of your gateway. So if you are running low, always running low on cache, which means your cache is like heavily utilized on the gateway, you can allocate more storage to it. If your CPU is running high, you can add more cores to the gateway virtual machine. If you're running, if you're like, with respect to network, you're constrained, then you can see if you can add more network capacity on that gateway VM. That being said, let me hand it over to my colleague Rob next to go over the benefits of using Amazon S3 for storing your backups and archives. Thanks. Thanks, Bobbin. And thanks, everyone, for, for being here for tonight. I know it's late for joining us at reInvent 2019 and for trusting AWS to manage your storage. We, we appreciate how important that data is. Uh, my name is Rob Zernecki, and I lead product management for S3 Glacier and Glacier Deep Archive. And I'd like to go a little bit deeper uh, on how S3 which is our object storage service uh, that backs storage gateway and tape gateway is built. Uh, so our guiding principles for Amazon S3 
is to provide secure 11.9's durable object storage that's available. S3 standard, Glacier, and Deep Archive are backed by an SLA of 99.9. Uh, and we're designed for an additional nine, designed for 99.99 availability. S3 was one of the first services AWS launched back in 2006. And our team has been innovating on behalf of our customers to make cloud storage easier and more cost effective ever since. We've done that by keeping a relentless focus on security, durability, and availability. One of the ways that we do this is to also prioritize operational efficiency, which becomes increasingly important as, a, as we scale. Speaking of scale, our scale is one of the reasons that we've been able to constantly innovate on behalf of our customers and to continue to make that storage more efficient and provide better storage solutions for that increasingly diverse set of workloads that land on Amazon S3. Our experience has allowed us to accelerate our innovation, reduce prices, and provide those options. Earlier this year, that's a large part of what drove the launch of S3 Glacier Deep Archive, which is the lowest cost cloud storage today. Storage continues to be, become more and more cost efficient uh, with more options as AWS grows. But it's also important to talk about that resilience and the durability that S3 provides. I always like to step back and talk about how AWS thinks about and builds our global infrastructure, which, which supports that availability and durability that you've come to expect and require from us. Starting on the right side here, each AWS availability zone is comprised of one or more data center buildings. Each has independent power infrastructure. These buildings are never in the same physical facility. They're separated by air, by grass, by blacktop. They're kilometers or miles apart. And all, all AZs within a region, while separated, are typically within about 100 kilometers to minimize the impact of, of latency as we, as we move your data across the region. Each region has redundant power infrastructures. And it also, excuse me, each availability zone has redundant power infrastructure, but each region also has two redundant transit centers that connect that region to AWS's high capacity global dedicated backbone, as well as the internet and other, other backbone networks. So when you use features like cross-region replication, your data not only is encrypted end-to-end, -end, but it also never leaves the AWS network. Back to cost and Glacier Deep Archive. A lot of customers have told us that they didn't want to maintain tape. And while Tape Gateway is a great solution, and when it was backed by Glacier, it was still an attractive price point, uh, certain customers told us that that wasn't quite enough. And and asked us to provide a lower price solution. They came to us and they explained that managing tape infrastructure is hard. It, it involves time-consuming uh, media upgrades and attention to firmware and software and uh, specialized knowledge, which, which isn't necessarily mission critical to their differentiated business, but is critically important to make sure this data is securely stored on tape and available if and when they need it. As we designed S3 Glacier Deep Archive, we kept all of that feedback in mind and aimed to land a price point below tape, yet providing that same 11.9s of durability, that same 99.9% .9 availability, and that same security and operational excellence that, that every S3 storage class provides. Uh, I want to take a minute to, to talk about the difference between Glacier and Deep Archive, because there, there is, uh, there is an experience difference that's important to think about and consider when you choose where to land your tapes. Uh, Glacier storage price starts from four-tenths of a cent per gigabyte per month, whereas Deep Archive is as much as 75% less at less than a tenth of a cent per gigabyte per month. But it's the restore speed where you see that difference in practice. Tape Gateway builds upon the standard restore tier for Glacier and Deep Archive, which for Glacier is three to five hours. I like to tell customers to think about that as same business day. You can initiate a restore in the morning or at the lunch hour, and you can have access to those objects before the close of business uh, or in the early evening at the latest. With Deep Archive, the standard restore tier is typically within 12 hours. It's effectively later that night or the next business day. 
if your, if your workload tolerates that next day experience, Glacier Deep Archive is a terrific way to save storage costs. If you need to have the option to access those bytes during the same day, you should look to S3 Glacier as your solution. And of course, when you get beyond the, the tape gateway infrastructure, you also have the option to choose an expedited restore in the case of S3 Glacier, or to save cost and extend that access time with a bulk restore either on, from S3 Glacier or S3 Glacier Deep Archive. I wanna go a little bit deeper into cost because I think total cost of ownership is super important to consider when you're thinking about storage solutions. It can be so easy to fixate on the storage price, particularly in the object storage space where that storage price becomes increasingly smaller. But there are other price dimensions to think about for that storage workload. And it's important both considering the cost of your AWS storage solution, but also the comparative cost of that on-premises storage solution. In this example here, you can see that the tape media cost and the, the robotic tape library itself in the on-premises example is not far off from the, the entire cost of the, the total tape gateway solution on Glacier Deep Archive. That doesn't account for the off-site archiving storage, which may be a primary copy or maybe a secondary copy. It doesn't account for the maintenance or the administrative time. It often doesn't account for the physical real estate cost of occupying space in your data center with that library for the cost of the environmental considerations to take into account filtering particulates, keeping the humidity and the temperature within the desired range so that media has the full life that you expect. And of course, going through the upgrades at the appropriate peri uh, maintenance periods and managing uh, media up, uh, life cycle changes throughout the duration of, of that archive maintenance. With Deep Archive, you don't have to worry about any of that. And and also see a favorable cost comparison using Tape Gateway. Uh, just to tie those numbers out and, and put, some, put some data there, uh, when we did this comparison using Tape Gateway backed by S3 Glacier, we saw Tape Gateway come in 40% lower than a self-managed on-premises tape solution. Now with Glacier Deep Archive and its discounted storage price, we see a 70% reduction using Tape Gateway. It's less than a third of the price. It really makes it a no-brainer to put your storage on AWS and not order another box of tape media, another robotic arm for your library, or another li library itself. Thanks, everyone. Bobbin? Yeah. Thanks, Rob. So what I have next is a demo for you. And you know, live demos never usually go well, so I've resorted to good old uh, screenshotting, but you will get a good experience of how to operate, run, and use Tape Gateway with your backup application. So once you create an AWS account and log into your account using your uh, AWS credentials, you will be in AWS console, search for Storage Gateway, and navigate to the Storage Gateway page. And this is where you will land, where if you haven't used Storage Gateway before, this is the page you will see. You can click on Get Started. Next, you'll be asked to select which gateway type you want to deploy. And earlier I had mentioned about the three gateway types, so those are the three that are listed here. You can select Tape Gateway in this case. Next, you'll be asked to deploy platform for your tape gateway. So do you want to run it on a virtual machine, on VMware ESXi, Hyper-V, on EC2, or a hardware appliance? So in this case, if you select VMware ESXi, a button next to that option will appear called Download Image. So this will allow you to download the OVA image file that you can deploy on your VMware ESXi host. What you will do then is you will install the gateway on that host or virtual machine host and assign the gateway an IP address. Next, what you will do is select the service endpoint to which the gateway connects. And there are two options. One is public. Your data between gateway and AWS is always encrypted, as I was mentioning earlier. But if you use the public option here, 
that means you're connecting to the public endpoint. So your traffic that traverses between the gateway and AWS would have to hop onto the internet at some point. But if you use the VPC option that is powered by AWS private link, then the storage gateway service endpoints are instantiated as if they are in your own VPC. And so now if you connect your gateway to those VPC endpoints, your traffic does not traverse internet at all. Let's assume in this case you use public as the endpoint, click next. Here you'll be asked to enter the IP address of the gateway. So you, the IP address that you had assigned to the gateway VM, you essentially plug in that IP address here and click connect to gateway. You'll be presented a screen such as the one shown here for activate gateway where you will enter information on gateways such as your gateway name. You can select what time zone your gateway is going to be in. You can also select the backup application that you want to use with this particular gateway. So there's a list of all the backup applications that I was showing you earlier. You can select one of these backup applications. If you select the backup application, the tape drive type is set automatically for you. There's an option to also have other as a backup application, in which case you will have to enter your tape drive type on your own. Next, you will basically activate the gateway. What that does is it associates that gateway that you're running on premises with your AWS account. And now you'll be able to manage that gateway from AWS console. So here you will essentially assign the cache and the upload buffer disk that I was telling you earlier about, and click on save and continue. Once you do that, you can see your gateway in the storage gateway console in the gateway view here. You can see your gateway name, gateway ID, what is the status of the gateway, how many resources you have assigned to that gateway, what is the type of gateway. Once you have created the gateway, you essentially create tapes. So you'll be presented with a screen such as below when you click on create tapes, and you can assign anywhere from one to 10 tapes that you want to create on this gateway. You can specify the capacity of that tape. The max size is like five terabyte of a single tape. You can specify the barcode, and also specify the pool, which is where you want to send that tape too, once it gets ejected from the backup application. So here, once you have created the tape, you will be able to see the tape in the tapes view of Storage Gateway Console. You can see the status of tape as available. You can see the size of the tape, as well as how much capacity you have used on that tape. Now this here is a screenshot from Veritas backup exec, backup application. So what this is showing you is you have imported a tape in one of the slots in that backup application. Once the tape is imported, you can select the schedule-based backup or a one-time backup. In this case, let's do a one-time backup. Once that is done, your Tape is imported into the tape drive, and you can back up your data. Once you've backed up your data to that tape, this is essentially what you can see in the storage gateway console, that you have used 100 meg or uh, one terabyte of capacity that you have assigned to that tape. Let's assume that in this case, you're happy with writing to that tape just 100 meg and now you want to export that tape or eject that tape. You'll come to your backup application, go to the slots view, and select export media, export media now. And what that does is, as I was mentioning earlier, that was an indication from backup application to the tape gateway that I want to move this tape from S3 to S3 Glacier or S3 Glacier Deep Archive. So you, you see the status changed here of that particular tape. It's showing as archived now, before it was available. 
And you can also see that once the tape is archived, it's no longer associated with a particular gateway. So the gateway field is blank. We added this capability earlier in the year after we added integration with S3 Glacier Deep Archive. Before we added that, customers only had the ability to archive their tapes to S3 Glacier. But with S3 Glacier Deep Archive now, we have provided customers to move those tapes that were archived in S3 Glacier to S3 Glacier Deep Archive now. So you can select the tape if you have stored it in S3 Glacier, select the tape, click action, and say assign tape to pool, and then we will move that tape from Glacier to Glacier Deep Archive, and you can benefit from the reduced cost that Rob was mentioning earlier. So here you can see that the tape was in Glacier Pool earlier, and now it's in Deep Archive Pool. So this is showing you how to retrieve a tape. So once you've archived a tape, right, at some point you may need to restore data from that tape. So you'll go to the tape view here, identify the tape either by barcode or you can also assign a tag to a particular tape, and select your tape, say retrieve tape, and it will essentially retrieve that tape into S3 or the virtual tape library. So here you see that after you have retrieved the tape, the status changes from archived to retrieved. Okay, I think we're in the final stretches of this presentation, so let me quickly summarize with some key points. So with Tape Gateway, you can start to utilize cloud for your backups and archives with minimal learning curve. If you are really pressed for times managing multiple priorities at work, but at the same time, there's pressure on you to reduce your storage costs, then you can utilize tape gateway. As I was mentioning earlier, you only need to manage tapes and the gateway, you don't need to learn about anything else. You also get better security, durability, and restore posture compared to using physical and offsite storage. And lastly, as Rob showed earlier, you can reduce your infrastructure costs as well. So you may ask, like, how should I get started? So we offer several free training classes on our website, and one of the training classes that you can get access to is Tape Gateway. It's only 10 minutes. You can consume it yourself or send it to your colleagues. We also have several other resources that are available on our website where you can do research and do your due diligence. Once you have done that, then it's time to execute on your plan. If you don't already have an AWS account, you can create an AWS account. You can do a proof of concept of Tape Gateway, which means you can run Tape Gateway in parallel to your physical tape infrastructure. And then as you gain more comfort with Tape Gateway, you can swing over from using physical tapes to virtual tapes. And lastly, there are several resources available to you as well for help can post questions related to Storage Gateway or Tape Gateway on the forum, get help from your AWS account team, professional services, AWS support team as well. So that was my last slide, and I really want to thank you all for coming here. Hope you found this session informative and actionable enough for you to get started with Tape Gateways. I don't, we only have a minute and a half for Q&A, but I'll be outside if you have any more questions. Any questions from anyone in the audience? Yes. Sorry. Yes, the question was more around if there's an intelligent way for customer to automatically tier tapes, like not today, but this is an area we are looking at, so I would certainly like to understand more about your use case. Uh, it is something we have heard from our customers, so we are sort of exploring on how we can add that functionality. Yes? So the question was around retention policies. So I assume you want to set retention policies on the archive tapes, so to be able to like Yeah. 
So uh, as long as you don't eject the tape from your backup, the tape is always going to be accessible to you and you can do whatever you want to that tape. So the tape is going to be accessible to you until you eject that tape. So even though your data might not be in the gateway local cache, it's always going to be available in S3. Uh, so you won't be subject to the, you know, the delays for like retrieving the tape from Glacier or Glacier Deep Archive, but you will have access to the complete tape even though only a portion of data may be stored on the gateway's local cache. Any other question? So one more question, yeah. Sorry, what kind of a system? I see. I see, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that's something I don't believe we have those numbers to like show readily, but it's an area that we can certainly explore uh, further. Yeah. Okay, yeah, thanks everyone for coming and uh, sitting here on a late uh, evening. Really appreciate your passion for tapes.